Tuesday, February 28, 2023. It's day 782 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Holly, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. A call today from Barry Ramey, who is in Alexandria in the jail there. Uh, welcome back, Barry. It's been a while. Hey, how you doing, Mel? Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to hear your voice again. We would love to have an update. What's going on with your cases? What's what's important to get out right now? Well, I would say that, um, you know, I'm, I guess I can give my account of my situation, but rest assured that this is what's going on, and in some cases much worse for a lot of January pictures. Uh, they move us around constantly. For instance, I've been I've been down for 10 months now um, to trial detention, and I... Uh, I, this is my ninth facility. I'm now currently at Alexandria. Uh, approximately three weeks ago, I had finally got my discovery in its entirety. At Northern Neck, uh, there was no way to really do discovery. There were no computers. There was no online. So it was very hard for my lawyer to schedule meetings. They would, they would get canceled. They would take a week back to her, so on and so forth. So approximately three weeks ago, while in Lewisburg, where I did have the ability to look at my discovery, it did have had the ability to go over with a private home. Um, they moved me to uh, Alexandria. Alexandria has it in place where all January 6th cases are considered quote-unquote high profile. So they're keeping us in solitary confinement uh, 22 hours a day, two hours a week. And um, two hours a day we come out uh, by ourselves still in solitary into a small room. So we leave our small cell and we come out into a little small room for two hours Day. Other than that, 22 hours a day, we're, we're locked down. Um, it's really hard, if you can imagine, it, it sucks, if you, you know, for the lack of better words. So and, when you, um, when you come in, when they, when they put you in this, in this other room, are you still alone in there? Yes. So, yeah, so you're, you're, you you're basically, yeah, so you're basically on 24 hour confinement. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. That's the uh, yeah, the, the cell is pretty cold, pretty dark. They keep a small dim light on all day and night, but uh, you uh, it's pretty dark. Um, you know, we do have a tablet that we have to pay for. You know, it's pay, you know it's pretty expensive to watch movies all the time. There are a couple books laying around, but nothing spectacular. I do not recommend Catcher in the Rye. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, this is what's going on for all January sixers, and right now we have the trials of uh, the Proud Boys trial with uh, Enrique Tarrio, Ethan Norton, Joseph Diggs, Dominic Cazola, and Zachary Real. And uh, these individuals do not have any access to their discovery while the trial is going on. They don't have computers. They can't look into discovery. And uh, you know, this is this is pretty terrible. This is unconstitutional in many ways. That uh, it, 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 and I want, want to give to give some condensation on it. Some some uh, some correctional uh, officers have been fighting here and say that it was being done by the prosecutors and the prosecutors uh, insisted on this on this treatment. So I have no reason not to believe him. They, uh, you know, it is it's pretty unfortunate. The DOJ is over these jails, uh, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, you know, we're, we're like the only uh, democratic country in the whole world where there's not an outside oversight over the prison system. So when you're, you know, when your jailer is, uh, is dictating 
your treatment uh, and they're really not even, well, they are your jailer, but, but not directly. I, I mean, the whole thing is so corrupt. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never, I've never been convicted of any crime in the past, you know, sitting here 10 months now. Um, I've watched on the news and newspaper articles and seeing murderers and rapists, child molesters get free trial detention release. And, um, you know, the fact that we were denied and held in and, and, and then, been forced into circumstances where we're not able to access our attorneys at will, where we're not able to, to, um, to do our discovery. You know, a lot, uh, from my understanding, and this is talking with him directly, directly Dominic Pizzola, who's now on trial, has not even seen his discovery yet. He's seeing it now in trial, although he has made many attempts to get it. Uh, I don't know how this happened, but uh, that seems to be his case, and I don't think he has any reason to lie to me. Um, he seems like a pretty good guy. I just got to know him. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Just these things happening in America. Yeah. 100%. It's not, it's not the America, uh, you know, we, we loved. <laughs> I had a hearing on Monday uh, last week before my, before my, uh, bench trial had just occurred. And, um, my attorney was going to ask for a continuance. Well, they did ask for a continuance, filed a motion for a continuance and it was denied by the judge. Um, and that, under that motion was that not only had I not had any time to go through my discovery, I had just received it. Um, they, uh, they moved it. As soon as I got comfortable, I was able to get a disc uh, and from Lewisburg's uh, facility, who kindly gave them to me as soon as they got them. Uh, they moved me the next day. And now I'm here in Alexandria, locked down for 22 hours a day. And it really, really sucks. It does take its toll. And I guess that's kind of what they're hoping for. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Um... And and I'm hearing stories uh, actually from uh, from Dominic Pizzola's mom was sharing with us that, you know, he came back from being in trial all day long and, um, you know, he gets back at, at nine and there's uh, the only thing, the only food that and this is the only food that's been offered to him really all day. The only meal is is a cold chicken sandwich. And then they would not give him access to a microwave just to heat it up. So that that was what that was what he got that day, and and that's kind of an ongoing thing. Yeah, it is. They they I I don't I I really feel here you know as same as in Northern Neck that you know, the top echelon of the management here uh, really don't care for us politically on the political spectrum, and I think our that our treatment is a representation of that. You know, there's they they stand for a safety that there was an act on day sixers, whether that's true or not, I I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, in jail, in prison, they're fight. You know, and, and I'm not knowing them in any way, shape, or form, but uh, that does happen with all inmates from any demographic, from any walk of life, for any type of case. Um, some cases more predominant than others, but um, they're assuming that uh, either we're troublemakers or troublemakers are going to just out. And their response is, you know, to put us down for 22 hours a day. And, and, you know, basically 24 hours. You know, we don't get to go outside. There's no sunlight. And the sun will not touch the the entire time you're here. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it sucks. We're, this is, we're in circumstances where other inmates have to actually violate the jail rules to put into the situation where we're just thrown in here as soon as we walk in the front door. Yeah, it seems like the, the only jail that, uh, you know, you guys have been going into that, that really treats you like you're supposed to be treated in uh, pretrial detainment has been Lewisburg. Yes, yes. Lewisburg was, was, was great. You know, and again, 
it sucks. It's still prison. You know, we're not we're not asking for special treatment. We don't, you know, we just want to be treated like everybody else. But Lewis Ferguson, you know, we were with other inmates. We were with or around other people that were pre-trial. Uh, we got along fine with everybody. Um, we had no no quarrels, no discrepancies. You know, we actually got along with the general population in Lewisburg very well. And uh, we worked out together, we talked together, we politicked together. Some of us weren't even on the same political spectrum, yet we got along just fine. Um, but uh, here, they're, they're making the decision that uh, they're going to lock us down. So you have to really wonder, is this personal? And some of the vague attitudes that I've gotten from people uh, when questioning this, you know, I can tell that, you know, we're the, we're the big bad orange guy supporters, so they'll lock them down. Absolutely. No, I can't remember. What what other jails have you been detained in besides uh, Northern Neck and Lewisburg? Well, I'll give you a short list. So I was uh, picked up by the FBI at um, multiple gunpoints in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I went to Fort Lauderdale Main Jail. Then from the Main Jail, I went to another Fort Lauderdale detention facility. Then I went to FTC, which stands for Federal Detention Center in Miami. From Miami to FTC, Tallahassee. From Tallahassee to USC Atlanta, Georgia, USC United States Prison. Uh, from USC Atlanta, I went to Grady County Jail, Federal Holdover. From Grady County Jail, I went to Northern Neck Regional Jail. From Northern Neck Regional Jail, after six months there, I went to Lewisburg, USC United States Prison. And then from Lewisburg, I'm now here in Alexandria. Wow, that that's some serious diesel therapy. Yeah, unfortunately, from Atlanta to Oklahoma, I got to take a plane. So I got to ride on good old hot air. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, other than that, yes, it's, you know, I have, you know, not to sound like a crybaby, but the fact remains, you know, a reality for me. I have a deteriorating in my L4 vertebrae. And if you can imagine these little buses that they transport you on, shackled and things from head to toe, um, they're very uncomfortable. And every time I land at a new facility after taking a couple hours, bus ride on these things uh several hours like you say it's uh pretty excruciating and there's guys that have it a lot worse than i am that i do so yeah i imagine so that's that's awful barry I, i'm hearing over and over again from you guys that uh you know just when you get your discovery it, it's taken away and uh you're moved and it's it's kind of lost in in transit and then the whole process starts over again with your attorney's trying to get the discovery to you. And then there's lack of um, being able to uh, access evidence.com. You're not giving your full discovery. And, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson probably has more than you. Yeah, I just heard about that. Hopefully he does. Hopefully somebody with, you know, with good merit does. But yeah, that's exactly right. And on top of this, you know, also like commentary, and I don't just mean food and snacks, I mean clothes, shoes, you know, um, headphones for the for the tablet or, or radio players, you know, um, all these things were forced to buy over again. You know, this hundreds of dollars at the time were moved. And, um, you know, I, you know, I had to give up my shoes, my sweater, you know, all the, all the food that I had. Luckily, you know, other case sixers got the benefit from that. So for me, that's, you know, that's fine. That's good. But uh, I'm back at Alexandria. It's been, you know, it's almost uh, it's been over a week. You know, I haven't had any commentary. I've, you know, been stuck eating the three small meals. Sometimes they're a little better than Northern Neck. Sometimes they're not better than Northern Neck. But uh, either way, it's still pretty gross. Not very filling. I'm a big guy. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just uh, to have to go into this. And I, and I will say this, reminding your listeners that we're pre-trial. 
we're trying to, we're, we're supposed to be innocent and we're proven guilty, and yet we're treating we're treated like max security inmates that have violated the prison's rules while in there, and it's just it's terrible. Exactly. Well, Barry, is there anything that we can do for you from out here besides just getting this message out that this is going on? Uh, you know, that's the main thing is, 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 is information and letting people know that, you know, what we're going through, you know, is uh, a lot of our, you know, a lot of our trials are, are, are they're, they're weird. People don't have a chance to really state the case. It seems like the DOJ is working with our, uh, our attorneys, not mine specifically per se, but, um, you know, any public defender, it seems like they're in the pocket of the prosecution and guys are getting railroaded and not given fair opportunities to go to trial. The conditions that were held under in most cases outside of Lewisburg, uh, Lewisburg is pretty, was pretty decent to us. Um, they're pretty decent to everybody. Uh, other than that, we're, we're, we're being pretty, pretty mistreated considering that we're free trial and we have to prepare for our trial. We're not given the access and the tools that most inmates are given. So just getting that information out is huge. You know, if anyone wants to help specifically, they can find my fiance on Twitter or through social at Osprey underscore sensei and uh, get hold of her and she can, help, you know, she can help us out. But as far as me, I just want to make sure that every one of us is is uh, is uh, not forgotten and uh, understand that, you know, we're not we're not the terrorists that they're making us out to be. Um, but uh, we're, we're overcharged. We're over enhanced. They're trying to give us uh, many years in prison, and they're successfully uh, for things that we're not really responsible for. I can speak for myself, that I know I have crosses to bear, um, and I'm not saying that I'm innocent, but I'm definitely not guilty of all that I've been charged with. And hopefully the judge has seen that in my next trial recently. But other than that, I'm at the mercy of the court, and the courts don't really seem to have too much mercy for us. Yeah, there's no question about that. I think... Uh... I think it's important for the um, the committee that's uh, Jordan's committee that's uh, looking into the weaponization of the DOJ. Um, I, I definitely think that they need to to hear this information. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not going to comment on it now uh, because I'm still bringing this up to sentencing and even in our closing arguments, which are scheduled for March third on my case. Uh, but uh, the FBI has literally lied in order to over enhance for an expansive, substantial amount of, of more prison time. And uh, I think that we're able, we're going to be able to prove this. So hopefully I can talk about it soon once, once that does come out. But right now it's probably not best that I do that. It was cool when I did get my uh, discovery, Mel, is that uh, two of your podcasts were in my discovery. So that means prosecutors can listen. And I hope they did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> They can twist it if they want, but, uh, you know, it's nothing but truth coming from your mouth. I appreciate that. Well, Barry, I appreciate you you checking in. It's good to hear your voice again. I hope we'll hear back from you soon, especially after uh, what happens on the 3rd. And and if I if I can, I will definitely try to be over there in in uh, in court for you. We've got CPAC going on next week and, and we're going to be over there. So if I can come over, I, I definitely will. Thank you for what you're doing, giving us this platform to speak. And, you know, to all the families and loved ones of, of people like myself that are going through this, you know, thank you for being there. I know there's a lot of people in Game Sixers that have lost, um, you know, family and friends during this. And for those that you have stuck by 
for for sticking by us. You know, I, I appreciate all that you guys do, and thank you very much. Well, God bless you, Barry. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. You bet. Anytime. God bless you. God bless the USA. Take care. Take care. So we're talking to Brandon Fellows today, who has been moved into Lewisburg. He's been there uh, a, a minute, and uh, Brandon, it's good to talk to you again. How you been? I've been rushing, uh, you know, trying to catch up, do, do like two years worth of, of work and very little time. My judge, my preparations have been stolen seven times and I've asked for my judge to both get the beat, get the jails to stop taking my preparations when I move and for me to get my preparations back. And he's not only denied them, but he said, still, we're not going to push the trial date back. You've got to essentially do two years worth of work uh, with limited resources this amount of time. So that's what I've been doing wow. the past uh, two and a half months. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Do you have full access? I mean, how is the access there to Discovery? Uh, to Discovery, for instance, I've actually filed motions on that uh, before. I've actually filed three, and I've even asked for contempt charges. I, I believe the first time I, I – my judge, Judge McFadden, uh, threatened the government – empty threats, of course uh, – that if they didn't have Discovery ready by September of 2021, that they could face contempt charges. Um Time and time again, I've asked in September of 2021 for him to live up to those because they've not given me. First of all, I first got my own personal discovery in January, and that was not even a fully complete personal discovery, nor was it anything that was like, you know, mind blowing. It was just stuff from my phone, really. And, you know, and then they they followed up with a brief global discovery uh, thing that they had up, they at least at the D.C. jail. And that was only up for about a month and a half in total. But while it was up there, I had to file a separate motion, and I, I got seven, 16 or 17 witnesses to attest to a, a statement of facts that was like probably 10 or 9 or 10 facts on there. And to my memory, it had things like, uh, well, essentially it was like a needle in a haystack thing. The government claimed that these uh, videos were organized uh, by time and location. That was totally not true. These dates were like September 2022, and the timing was off. Uh, and, and a lot of it also was a bunch of videos from – Clearly, you could see it was January 7th because there was like hundreds of police officers sleeping in areas like the crypt and elsewhere. Um, so they sent us a bunch of useless videos from January 7th. I saw January 5th videos. And it's just disorganized everywhere. But not only that, it kept crashing. So when you go on there, you try to watch it, it would take like two minutes to load. And then maybe it would play two or three seconds and then have a loading screen for like a minute. And then it would play again. And then maybe after three or four of those, it would just completely kick you out of the system and you'd have to go through the entire search thing all over again. Brandon, is this an evidence.com? Uh, yeah, it was on evidence.com, but it was, like I said, it was only short-lived. So while it was up, it was totally useless, totally disorganized, kept crashing, terrible load times, duplicates of many videos, dates were wrong, locations were wrong, and they had videos that weren't even useful, like videos of just empty hallways where there was no action. You sit there waiting through a 10 minute video, but it really took you like closer to an hour to like an hour and a half to sit there. You can't leave it to buffer because if the screen goes black as a security measure, the whole thing shuts down. So you literally just have to stare at this buffering screen. So you can't leave it. But after a minute, it'll shut down and you'll have to start all over. So, I mean, it was just insanely mind numbing just for no, no information. But even with that, I still was able to find discovery that like wasn't even in my personal discovery. So this, the government you know, they've had two years, all the resources to look for things. And they're like, oh, sorry, this is all, all the videos that you're in. Total oh, bullcrap. Because even in this, this haystack, I found a couple of videos that were helpful to me. And, of course, that got taken away, just like my other preparations um, have been continually taken away. But, yeah, we, ever since uh, uh, the beginning of March of 2022, it's just been 
even that broken system was taken away, and there's been nothing given back since then. And this is all in, you know, revolving around the largest criminal investigation in American history, where I think they said it would take one person a year and a half to watch all the videos. Now with the 41,000 hours, it's it's five years. Um, have you really? have you reached okay. out? Have you reached out to Tucker Carlson to ask him if maybe he can give you access? Uh, I didn't. How come he has access? He has some access. I don't know that he has. Like I, I, I don't know what you know um, stipulations there are to that access. I, I seriously doubt that he has a a dedicated team to to go through this or enough of a team uh, to go through this video that you know our own people have have spent two years doing nonstop. And and they've only gotten through, you know, maybe at the most nine thousand of the fourteen thousand original ones we were we were told uh, existed. So it's a bit frustrating when uh, we're hearing from you guys just how hard it is to view your own discovery and a lot of the exculpatory evidence. If it's given, it's often given, you know, a week before it's going to be presented by the DOJ by the prosecution in trial. And the defense goes to the judge and with a video evidence that that they want uh, to be presented in defense, then uh, it's it's rejected. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, I just wanted to throw in there, too. They say that this stuff is all, uh, you know, a, a giant national security threat to be given to just normal citizens. But the government did exactly that. Not only did they do that, but they did it obviously knowingly. Um, they gave it to a private company, not not a government entity, a private company known as uh, Deloitte. Um, and they gave over 200 disks. I don't remember how many terabytes. Maybe it was 200 terabytes or it was 200 disks or drives. I, I don't remember. It's been a while since I read on it. But it's actually in the case law. And you see in uh, July, Chief Judge Howell actually commented and said, excuse me, you guys you guys can't do this. This isn't a, you know, this is not a secure facility. These workers don't work for the, you know, work for the government. They don't have security clearances. And the government, government even admitted, uh, I forget the exact wording, but they essentially said, Hey, we know we aren't supposed to allow this, but if you would please allow this, uh, because essentially we're asking for you to. Uh, and Chief Judge Powell did one of one of her only things I agree with that I've read on is she said, uh, "No, we're not allowing this. They, these people aren't. They don't work for the government." But and I've asked my judge also in my motions. I said, "Hey, what are we doing about this? If, if we did that, like if we you know shared any discovery with the public or you know citizens, we would get in, you know tremendous amounts of trouble." These people knew that they weren't supposed to do this and gave probably my evidence because I was one of the, to my knowledge, I was one of the first 200 people arrested. And they, they gave these to citizens and who knows who they, who they shared it with. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting if you look into it. They, the, uh, the ruling was in July of 2021 under Chief Judge Howell, if you, if you want to look into that. Did you have access to your discovery when you were in Northern Neck? Uh, no, not in Northern Neck. Nope. Uh, last time I had any access to discovery was uh, when I was in solitary confinement in the D.C. jail, and then Lieutenant Lancaster, who's now fired, uh, took it from me. Um, and that was part of my stolen. Uh, that's one of the seven times that my preparations and or discovery has been stolen from me. That was personal discovery. So that was and, uh, yeah. around April 2022, almost a year okay. ago. OK, this has been such a problem uh, ongoing with with you guys and, and lack of discovery. I mean, I mean, that is huge. It's not this the American way. From a federal prison. This is not America anymore. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that out of all the videos, they'd really release Michael Fanone's video, because obviously that one's labeled highly sensitive. But I mean, that dude's a straight up liar. I mean, I, I can't, I literally am not supposed to talk about, because I signed a contract that said I won't, uh, in detail about the stuff. But I mean, I just really want that video to come out, because this dude was, I, I can say he wasn't injured. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's pretty much all I can say is that the, dude, the dude's a liar. He wasn't injured and he knows he wasn't injured. And there's proof for that on his video. That's all I can say. Yeah. And that, that, that would be the number one video, like at least for starters, since he's like, you know, they're most you know, crazy. You know, they love him. I would love for his narrative to just be shot down with the truth. Yeah. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Um, and yeah. and there there is video that's been compiled. Um, I believe it's uh, Gary McBride's work um, where you're in the tunnel and uh you see Fanone and uh he's he's supposed to be unconscious but you can see him you know peeking through one of his eyes and looking around okay yeah yeah and then and then he he, yeah he ends up outside um where and they and uh he's walked over to the um ambulance and uh he he's like oh no I'm fine I'm all good I'm fine all right well yeah that's what I all right so if that's already out there then yeah all right cool yeah yeah it's crazy because there's no marks. There's, you know, it's like, oh, I, I, was, I, I can't give any, anything up that you don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's there. Yeah. Pretty cool that that, that got out there then. This is the video that they don't want you to see. One of them, because it is the truth. Jimmy Albright, his buddy, finally. Right there. And this just goes to show how the stories are always changing. And right now, this is something that just came up tonight that I found, which is October 20th. And what you're going to see next is basically the same video shown by the J6 committee. Now we're going to start my video again. And what you're going to see is what happened right before the video you just saw from the J6 committee. It's what they didn't want you to see. Again, we're going to show you what they don't want you to see. I got it. It's my partner. Now, look at the top left-hand corner. Watch his eye. They're dragging him off. Watch his eye. They're going to turn right. And he wants to know where they're at. He looks around. Look at him looking around. Stay in there, buddy. Mike, it's Jimmy. I'm here. Mike. Fanon is not passed out. They take his fucking vest off. Maybe he's having trouble breathing. Hold on. Take his vest off. Mike. Mike. Mike, I'm here for you, buddy. Come on, dude. Now Jimmy will say, let's go duck hunting, and he wakes up. And wait till you hear what Fanon says first. Come on, Mike. Come on, buddy. We're going duck hunting soon. Fanon, Fanon. You all right, brother? Did you take that door back? Nope. Yeah, we did. Hi. It's been 24 hours. 467. Did you hear something? Of course. Huh? Did you hear something? No, they just pulled me out into the... Please advise that I'm going to bring that all. It took 
just about seven minutes for Fanon to walk out on his own all the way out here. Officer Michael Fanon sustained significant and painful injuries and was taken to the emergency room. But all the emergency room information, what went on, has been redacted. 467. What happened? I got dragged down into the crowd. And what happened? Uh, they fucking got beat. What with my fucking ass? You were in particular hurting more than others? My head. <laughs> you get kicked or? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna check for any fractures. The guy just asked him if he got kicked in the head. Fanon says yes. How do you kick somebody in the head in that close quarters with people like that? I don't feel any fractures. No obvious severe injuries. Can't find any fractures. Pupils are equal. Open your mouth. All right, dizzy at all? I'm gonna stay here and rest until, until you're feeling better. Thanks, buddy. Need some water to wash out the, the CS? Uh, no, it's fine now. Right. Stay there and make sure you're okay. I can't find anything obvious. Thanks. Yeah. Now they take his picture. Never thought I'd see this. He gives him a thumbs up. Appreciate it. Jimmy Albright's fixing back there. There he is. Yeah. You got your pad, Paul? Yeah, they stole my radio, too. Give me another suspension. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to get suspended well, from the police department, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they said they were taxpayers, and they, uh, <laughs> they wanted it back. <laughs> you go back in? Yeah, in a minute, in a second. I just got out. That's a long walk. It's, yeah. it's a really hard feeling to explain, but just being in the same room as him was awful. You know, and wow. you wanted to escape, you wanted to get away, but you knew you couldn't. You know, you need. I needed to be there for Kyle. Yeah. And they stole one of my pistol mags, too. Yeah. You mean they stole both of them? <laughs> and they stole, and they stole mine, too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they stole my gun. They kept walking arms around each other's shoulders. If two people hugged it out on the west front of the Capitol while hundreds of officers are getting their, you know, behinds beaten, what, uh, you know, is, is that an honest description of, of what happened that day? Right. And obviously, if we don't hold these people accountable, um, you know, we're going to see this type of violence again. We're going to see this playbook uh, become a part of our national politics. Yeah. And when one side doesn't win, they're going to resort to violence. Now then, let's bring uh, you back to something. Don't forget, he had a traumatic brain injury, suffered heart attack, and October 2nd of this year, Rolling Stone's interview, if you haven't read it, read it, he's unhinged. October 11th of this year, he had a book release. And then October 18th is when this interview came out by the Washington Post Live. And wait till you hear what he says. Um, well, before we talk about your book, I want to talk about you. How are you? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I'm doing well. I, um, I'm fortunate to uh, 
to have made a full recovery from the um, physical injuries I sustained on January 6th. I see something and I'm saying something. This looks like missed dis and malinformation and sowing discord to me. Especially when the media uses the image of B.A. Miller next to Fanon like it was him. Yeah, no, it's honestly, I, as I was watching that, I was I remember being locked in my cell and I was like, that lying son of a... <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, so, he's, he's off. I thought it was funny, too, that that one was labeled highly sensitive. It was like the only outdoor metro uh, video labeled highly sensitive. And I think the only reason they did that was, you know, they're like, all right, this is a huge lie. We've got to add extra protections to it. So it's like all the other ones in, it's like in that area are labeled sensitive. Really, the only highly sensitive ones are inside the Capitol, at least from what I saw. Yeah. Limited you know, think videos that I saw. Yeah. Even just the, uh, the, the statement of facts with the witness statements from my, because uh, it, it's an exhibit on a thing that I filed somewhere between October 2021 and uh, February or March of uh, 2022. It's, it's, it's a good document. I will pull up your case and um, on the DOJ website and see if, if they've loaded it in there. They tend to be very far behind on people's cases, especially when uh, they're uh, just being indefinitely detained. Then they have uh, no reason to update your cases in uh, in their website. So, yeah. Yeah. I also found good news. I know this is separate, but super short is uh, uh, I think yesterday uh, there was a person who just got released because he was being held and he was in his mid-range of his guideline sentence. And that's promising for me uh, because I'm past my maximum guidelines. So maybe something similar will happen. I don't know. I, I got a brief overview. I was going to find out more information today because uh, I just got on my messages. But long the three points were he got a new judge. The new judge said that he's in his mid-range of his guidelines. And that uh, he has that they should release him because uh, because of that fact. And I'm like, okay, well, I brought that up to my judge. My judge is like, well, I could just hold you past the guideline. I'm like, well, I read everything else that's telling me that I should never go past that pretrial because I'm supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I just filed a motion to refuse my judge. Uh, and the introduction starts out with uh, cheering myself on with a let's go Brandon in the motion. So <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't take that the wrong way. Well, it's so good to talk to you again, Brandon. It's been a while. And thank you for, for catching us up what's what's going on and making us, uh, you know, even more aware of the the problem with the lack of access to discovery for all of you guys. Yeah, no, no I, I mean, I just hope something gets done about it eventually. You know, it's uh I'm honestly kind of disappointed to hear uh, McCarthy. You know, he made the public commitment uh, to release it, and now he's backtracking. So, yeah. uh, at least with all of it, you know, um, I've heard he's letting out, letting out some, as you mentioned. But, yeah, hopefully something, something happens. Yeah, something I hope so. Happens. That's what we need. We just we need everybody to just bombard McCarthy's uh, phone lines with, uh, you know, demands that, uh, you know, I think not only that you guys are all released, I mean, that that's something that needs to be shouted to all of our Congress members, uh, you know, make those phone calls and uh, get that word out. But also that we want all of the video footage released to the public. Yep, no, I agree. I, I just hope it uh, hope it happens. It's been over two years. Um, it, yeah, I, I guess that's all I can say is, you know, something, something's got to be done. They got to release footage. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, saying that it, 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 it's a national security uh issue as an excuse just uh does not is not going to cover it at all yeah no i i mean i don't really see how it's a national security threat i, I think it just 
destroys the narrative. I think it's, you know, the videos threaten the narrative that they have. Yeah. Um, in the very little, you know, videos that I did see, I saw tons of, even Metro police, they were like, the Capitol police are letting them in. What do we do? You know, and then also they were saying, this is a setup. Why didn't they tell us to bring our masks? Uh, we always bring our masks to every riot. Um, this is around 245, by the way. Pepper spray, and then it's all flying back to their face. So all these people are saying, oh, look, they're all dying from pepper spray. Yeah, because they're against the building, and it's all flying into their faces. They spray it. They're literally commands for them not to, uh, you know, not to stop spraying. It just keeps coming back to them. Uh, I, I think that's a huge threat to it. And then the, you know, the concussion grenades going off in the crowd where people are just standing or, you know, this Asian guy, this Asian sergeant, I forget his name, firing uh, a taser at three people that were just standing there. I think that's damaging. I think it's, a, it's just every, every one of these videos that I've seen is a huge threat to their narrative. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think you you uh, hit it right on the head there with the um, it's a threat to their narrative. That's what it really comes down to. From the federal and prison. yeah, I think it's also going to expose what you know what our uh, our dirty government is is actually up to, and and that might be a national security threat uh, because we the people are are not going to stand for that. I hope not. I hope it's not like this JFK thing where it's what sixty sixty years or eighty years later they're still not releasing stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want to be like that. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks again, Brandon. It's great to talk to you. Thank you, you too. All right, you hang in there. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. This is going to look like a big-time concert. They go out to the D.C. jail every single night. When I first started going out there, I was almost brought to tears on what I was seeing. So I figured, what can I do to help this get noticed? You know, we really want this to be a benefit that ultimately benefits the J6 we got DVS 7.0, he's from New York. We got 4G Auto Blow, he made an Ashley Babbitt song. They play the Ashley Babbitt song every night. And we got Jimmy Levy, who is an international artist. It's gonna be a fantastic night. G Thursday. Don't forget to go to aforjustice.org to grab your tickets for Freedom Corner Fest before they sell out. It's going to be a great night for a great cause. See you Thursday. We all bleed the same red blood of patriots. Make honey great again. We feel like we're servants and we have a product out there that's really cool. And we're, we're raising a lot, a lot, a lot of money for, uh, for different groups like yourself. Grown and bottled in America. It looks just like President Trump. Where can people order this honey? It's a very easy site. It's called makehoneygreatagain.com. Sales code Mel. Off it goes. Within 24 hours, it's shipped to you. It's exciting, and, and we know that this is going to move the needle. If you'd like to help us support J6 families as they're released from jails and prisons, please check out the Elijah Fund. You can find that on our website, a4justice.org slash TEF. Americans for Justice, Inc. is a nonpartisan alliance that vigorously defends the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and due process across our great nation, which are pivotal to preserving life, liberty, and freedom for all. Too long we have played defense and are losing on all battlefronts through divided efforts. The root problem of election integrity, medical freedom, political prisoners, southern border crisis, CPS and APS and others is one common thing, a direct assault on the U.S. Constitution 
and due process. Americans for Justice is a nonprofit organization with local chapters in all 50 states, working with lawyers, legal scholars, and organizations to actively fight government overreach at all levels. Unite with us in the fight for our J6 political hostages and whatever else due process rights are violated. We ask for your support in this vital mission through a one-time donation or an ongoing membership. Go to the letter A, the number 4, justice.org. 